aviation is not a sector that gets a whole lot of attention in discussions about economic development in Africa in general, which is a bit of an oversight because the sector contributes in quite important ways to some critical issues or critical aspects of economic development, things like job creation, things like regional integration, and things like trade, which are all pillars of meaningful growth, meaningful economic development. Uh, To illustrate this point, when it comes to Africa, to get us started, here's some figures to just kind of um, underline why aviation is important when it comes to the question of economic development. So this is data from the International Air Transport Association, or IATA. Uh, These figures are from 2018. It's hard to find uh, up-to-date numbers about the sector. These are the most up-to-date numbers that are available. And in 2018, the aviation sector supported 7.7 million jobs across Africa and $63 billion in economic activity, which is equivalent to 2.2% of all employment and 2.7% of GDP. Now, that may not sound like a lot, and uh, perhaps it isn't that much, but these figures have to be understood in the context of a sector that is far from operating at its potential. And to illustrate that, here's another statistic. This is also from IATA, uh, which tells us that Africa accounts for 18% of the global population, so almost a fifth of the global population, but just 2.1% of air transport activities. So there's a big gap between where Africa is in terms of its aviation sector and where it could be in terms of the potential. But even even with that, even with that gap between potential and reality where we are today, we see that the sector already uh, accounts for a significant amount of job creation. And this, this doesn't take into account this figure here, doesn't take into, the, into account the um, external impact of the aviation sector, which is an important addition to understanding why it's significant when it comes to economic development. So it indirectly supports many more jobs, particularly in the tourism sector. And of course, it has um, benefits that are not necessarily that easy to quantify, like its impact on business activity more broadly uh, through the ability of people to get around and things like that. So what we have is a situation where there's plenty of potential for growth, according to IATA, Um, Africa stands out as the region with the greatest potential and opportunity for aviation. So this begs the obvious question, uh, what's holding the sector back? There are all sorts of factors that uh, putting a break on the development and growth of of aviation across Africa. Uh, Some of those are things like infrastructure constraints, you have skill shortages, you have high costs, both for airlines operating on the continent and for passengers traveling to and from and within the the continent. You have regulatory issues, uh, so inconducive regulatory regimes, and you have uh, a lack of connectivity. And this last point is one that I'm gonna focus on a little bit more. Because it arguably is the overarching issue uh, that, arguably the biggest issue that the African aviation sector has. So the continent has the world's most fragmented skies. In recent decades, we have seen across the world a very pronounced move towards the liberalization of airspace to facilitate more travel and, as a consequence, 
um, support trade, investment, and economic development. And by all accounts, that drive towards liberalization has um, has delivered significant economic benefits. In Africa, the the picture is quite different, uh, where protectionism is still the rule, and um, the the continent is by some way the least connected, the least integrated globally when it comes to air travel. Uh, and to illustrate the potential impact of doing something about this and liberalizing Africa's airspace, here's another statistic from the International Air Transport Association. Uh, this is a survey they carried out. And according to the survey, if just 12 key African countries opened their markets and increased connectivity, in other words, liberalized their airspace and their aviation sector, an extra 155,000 jobs and $1.3 billion in annual GDP would be created in those countries. Now, again, these figures in, in global terms might not be that impressive, but it's a good illustration of how the fragmentation and lack of liberalization across Africa is holding back the growth of aviation, which uh, logically then also tells us that that is holding back things like the development of trade, the development of regional integration, and uh, job creation, and so on. Now, uh, the question is, uh, what can be done? What is being done about this? Is anything being done about this? The answer is, of course, yes. This isn't a new issue uh, in Africa. It's, a, it's one that has been around for quite a while. It's quite well understood. And there are a number of efforts on the way to try to do something about it. The big one is the so-called single African sky. Uh, what is the single African sky? It is a moniker for an initiative called the Single African Air Transport Market. Now, what is the SAATM? Apologies for all the acronyms. Uh, the SAATM is, just bear with me a second here. Here we go. This is from the African Civil Aviation Commission, which is the African Union's specialized agency for all civil matters on the African continent, and executing agency of the Yamasukro decision and single African air transport market. Now, take note of the Yamasukro decision, because we're going to get back to that in a while. But first, about the single African air transport market. What is the SAATM? Here's a fairly simple uh, summary, the single air, African air transport market is an initiative that aims to liberalize the African aviation industry, transforming it into a single market by deregulating air services and opening regional air markets to transnational competition. The undertaking is expected to support the advancement of the continent's socioeconomic development and to increase intra-African air connectivity. Okay. Uh, in short, basically, the Single African Air Transport Market Initiative is aimed at liberalizing Africa's airspace, harmonizing regulations, basically opening up the sector. It was launched in 2018. 
as we see here on the AFCAC website. It was launched back in 2018, in January of 2018. Now, the timing is interesting because that is just two months before the launching of the African Continental Free Trade Area, the AFCAC. EFTA. These were, these were the two big flagship African Union initiatives that were launched in 2018. However, the single African air transport market didn't start in 2018. It actually builds on something called the Yamasukru decision. The Yamasukru decision, which basically aims to do the same thing, that is to liberalize Africa's airspace, that was... Um, that was formalized in or launched in 1999. It's named after the capital of Cote d'Ivoire in Yamasukru. Now, the Yamasukru decision is in, in turn builds on a 1988 initiative called the Yamasukru Declaration, which equally had the stated ambition of liberalizing Africa's airspace. So we're talking about 35 years since African countries first got together to coordinate around the issue of airspace liberalization. And it's taken 35 years to get to a point where we have this thing called the single African air transport market. Um, why is this significant? Well, there are a couple of things to be, um, to be aware of here. One is that the the single African sky, I'm going to call it that instead of the SAATM, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot less awkward. The single African sky, as I noted, was launched just two months ahead of the African continental free trade area in 2018. Five years later, we have consistently seen significant focus and coverage of the African continental free trade, area, free trade area, but we have heard preciously little about the single African sky. Now, that makes me a little bit nervous because the two are so closely linked. It's hard to see how regional integration in Africa is going to happen without meaningful integration of its airspace. We all know about the infrastructure deficit has when it comes to trans. Uh, sorry, the infrastructure deficit Africa has when it comes to transportation of of, of all kinds, be it uh, road networks, be it railways, be it port infrastructure, be it airports, etc. So aviation is part and parcel of the integration process. And what's clear in the focus that we've seen on the African continental free trade area is that integration is one of the top priorities that has been identified by pretty much every single African uh, country. It's uh, a top priority for the African Union and pretty much any agency or any entity that is uh, engaged with Africa and interested in promoting economic development uh, and trade across the continent. So to me, it seems a bit counterintuitive that the Single African Sky Initiative has kind of fallen off the radar but we're still talking about the African continental free trade area. It suggests to me that there is a lack of impetus around implementation. Implementation is key. Uh, and this comes back, and this takes me back to the observation that this is already 35 years in the making. It's taken in, you know, 
This process started in 1988, and here we are in 2023, and we're still talking about the need to move on the liberalization of Africa's skies. Now, if not much has happened in the last 35 years, on what basis can we expect or should we expect that this time around, and when it comes to the single African sky, things are going to be different? The risk I see here is that the SAATM or the Single African Sky Initiative uh, are going to join the many initiatives across Africa for economic development that have been launched over the decades, uh, many of which uh, never make it out of the sort of planning or you know signing phase. There's uh, this we unfortunately we often have this dynamic where initiatives are launched and you know they they make a lot of sense and everyone kind of agrees on it. Well, most countries agree on it. So with the single African sky, 34 countries across the continent have signed up. But then very little happens by way of implementation. Um, and to me, that really is something to, to keep a close eye on. Now, that doesn't mean nothing has happened. There are there are there isn't much evidence for progress on liberalizing Africa's skies. There is there are a couple of things, or there's this one thing in particular that I want to pick out uh, and highlight to just be aware of, and that's an initiative that was launched in April of this year. Uh, this was launched by the once again by the International Air Transport Association, and the initiative is called Focus Africa. And uh, in short, the aim here is to uh, to meaningfully drive the development of the aviation sector and to start to unlock some of that pent-up potential that you have in the industry across the continent. Uh, so here it once again points out that trade and tourism rely on aviation and have immense unrealized potential to create jobs, alleviate poverty, and generate prosperity across the continent. Africa has a solid foundation to support the case for improving aviation's contribution to its development. It identifies six critical areas that have to be uh, addressed to, 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 to get the sector going. Safety, infrastructure, connectivity, which once again, I would argue is perhaps the most significant overarching issue that needs to be sorted out. Finance and distribution, sustainability, and future skills. So, what we have here is uh, an international initiative that essentially is trying to pick up the 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 issue of not only well, not only liberalizing Africa's airspace, but uh, addressing the core constraints that are holding it back in a meaningful way. And what's encouraging about this is. Um, or rather, one something to note out here is to, to point out here is this isn't some you know, international. This isn't just some international initiative that's kind of coming to Africa to try to help the continent. So IATA is an international organization, not an African organization. However, what is uh, worth being aware of, and here allow me to load up a another tab. Here we go. Is that IATA has since the announcement of this earlier this year, it has uh, also announced that 
both the African Civil Aviation Commission, so that's the African Union agency that we uh, were looking at a little bit earlier on, and the Airlines Association of Southern Africa have joined the Focus on Africa initiative as partners. Hopefully, what all this no, what all this means, hopefully, is that five years after the launching of the Single African Sky Initiative, we might be getting to a point where we start to build meaningful momentum behind this. Now, that's being a little bit optimistic. We have 35 years of, of very little progress, but you know, we can't, we have to be careful not to fall into the trap of assuming that things don't change. The context in 2023 is undoubtedly quite different from where we were in 1988. That's no guarantee that things will happen, but uh, it hasn't, you know, the, the, the encouraging thing about this is that the single African sky hasn't been forgotten. There are agencies out there, organizations out there, uh, businesses out there that are working towards implementation of the initiative. And if things like Focus on Africa even have limited success in meeting their stated objectives, the implications for the aviation sector could be quite profound in terms of driving its growth, in terms of generating, uh, creating more jobs, generating more revenue for the continent, and of course, supporting some of those positive externalities that I've spoken about, things like trade, integration, and job creation in other sectors like tourism. We'll have to wait and see how it goes, but uh, I, I just wanted to have a, a quick discussion about th this issue of liberalizing Africa's skies in the aviation sector. As I said at the start, it's a it's an area that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. Uh, I think that's a bit of an oversight, and it'll be interesting to see how the space evolves in the coming years as the continent continues to move towards implementation also of the African continental free trade area. There's a lot more to say about this, but I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, the key message here is that it's all about implementation. If Africa is to reap the benefits of, it, of the aviation sector, implementation is key. As simple as that. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you are new to the channel, please feel free to like, subscribe if you think this is useful or interesting. If you want to know more about NABA and what we do, you can visit our website at NorwegianAfrican.no. The uh, URL is down there on the screen, where you can also sign up to our weekly news brief. Anyway, that's it for me. I hope you have a great weekend. I will see you next Friday.